From Malik Williams being reinstated to Yasir Abdullah and Kendrick Duncan Jr. both opting to come back for another season in 2022. There's a lot of stuff to talk about on this episode of the Locked On Global Podcast. Let's get right on into it. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back in to another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. I serve as a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone, and I also do some PA announce work for the university in various sports. I want to take this time to personally thank you for making us your first listen of the day, as always. And just a reminder, the Locked On Louisville Podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team Every day. It's been a couple weeks, but the man with the plan, with the ball in his hand, is back on the show. I don't know where I was going with that, but Cardinal Sports Zone co-founder and editor Jeremy Wallman is back for his weekly appearance. 55, what's going on, man? Finally, 55 has come back to Wednesdays. What's going on, Dalton? How you doing? Oh, doing good, man. We got a lot of stuff planned for this show. We'll talk about um, start out with Malik Williams being reinstated back into the men's basketball program, discussing what we want to see from the team as the season comes to an end. And then finally, we'll discuss the significance of Yasir Abdullah and Kendrick Duncan coming back to the football team for the 2022 season. We'll start at Malik Williams. Um, for those who have been living under a rock, um, which it's kind of hard to – Really be living yeah, under a rock. I get it, the rock. I did, I did the rocks. Uh, yeah, yeah, I get it. You know, <laughs> but um, the men's uh, it was announced probably about what a week ago or so, or a little over a week ago, that Malik Williams was being suspended indefinitely. He, um, you know, serves you know what two games where he doesn't play and then gets reinstated. Assumingly, he will be available for tonight's game against Notre Dame. Jeremy, are you? Did you expect to see him back this quickly? I honestly didn't expect to see him back at all. Uh, the the rumblings that we had heard from practice, and I do have somebody who's at every practice. Um, that sounds very, very espionage but it is what it is. Uh, told me that he had gotten to a, a, a verbal altercation, not a physical one. When I said a fight on Twitter, people jumped to physicality i was speaking verbally and he was told to get the f out of the gym and get the f off the team um i didn't anticipate a situation where this was into a suspension Uh, i did speak with malik's mother the other day she she uh contacted me she wanted to tell uh, her side of the story and uh what i've gathered malik's been going through some things like this what 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 we need to do first off is take the sports out of this and realize this pandemic has been wearing on everybody. Um, and just because he's an athlete on a basketball team, don't mean he needs to shut up and dribble. Sometimes he needs to sit back and relax. And a, a guy with such high character as Malik, uh, we, it, it shocked me to see how quickly the fan base was like, dog, he's trash. Get him off the team. Uh, you know, when in fact we should have just been, you know, just been a little bit more caring, I guess is the word. But, you know, he's he was obviously going through some stuff. He fought hard to get back on the team. He's back on the team. I look for him to contribute. Coach Pekis did say he would be on the bench. He would be on the bench tonight. Didn't say he was going to play or not. Did say 
Roosevelt Willer would would play six eight minutes. Good. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm shocked. I thought it was either going to be a situation where he was just gone, or he would remain suspended throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, and usually when you hear the term suspended indefinitely, that, that that's never really good. I mean, unless there's a set amount of gains, you would assume you know indefinitely is kind of a long term you know type of you know in, in terms of connotation. Um, but but I agree with you. I was extremely um, disappointed in the fan base to basically you know not necessarily in, in a literal sense, but be like a you know judge, jury, and executioner, so to speak, when it comes to. You know this situation because no one really knew what all went went down. You know people are so quick nowadays to make you know harsh you know generalizations or you know harsh um, you know uh, I don't know conclusions on on certain things when you know the, the whole side of the story or two sides of the story isn't even out. Now I do agree that if if he's acting out, if he's you know being a um, a distraction to the team, you should you know. You, you you should you know pay for your you know actions you know you should have consequences for your actions but at, at the end of the at the end of the day I agree he's done so much good for this program he's been a beacon of you know positivity and has been unapologetically Louisville when things got bleak you know he doubled down uh, through three coaching I mean he's had what three coaches or four coaches now in his time at Louisville. So I think, you know, I agree. Yeah, you should, you know, pay, you know, pay consequences for your actions and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's one of those things to where no one's perfect. You, you live and you learn. And I, I'm glad to be able to see him back out on the court to finish his career. And I'm hoping that he finishes it with, with at least a little, as much possible, much positivity as he possibly can. Absolutely. And what we also must remember is that at the beginning of the year, when all the controversy leaked out that was going on behind the locker room, he was one of the people that was being a leader and telling people, hey, stop acting like a kid. You know, there was an altercation after the DePaul game where another player came in and knocked over the water cooler and started slamming things up against the locker room. Malik got in their face and told them, hey, this, this, this is not Louisville basketball. Let's not act like this. So I, I, I will say that I think that – now, I, obviously, I wasn't there in the practice – of course. But from all accords, everything I've been told, Malik has been the peacemaker uh, in the locker room. So for, for him to turn from peacemaker to troublemaker these last two weeks of the season um, just seems as a shock. You know, it just seems it's very shocking to me. Let me just put it that way. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you and, even and if he is going through some stuff. It all, it all goes it all goes to show you never know what people are dealing with. Right. I mean, that's cliche to say. But only if you if you take it that way. I think that um, you know the the rea- harsh reality of the matter is, like you said, this pandemic has not been easy on really anyone. I mean, both from a physical standpoint, you know, but also probably you know just as much mentally as well. And it, it wears and tears on guys. And then you throw in the mix of you know having a turmoil throughout the season. I mean, nobody likes losing. You know, losing streak is going to be frustrating. So I feel like it could be a combination of a lot of things. I've never had a losing streak, so I don't know if that's true or not. And, you know, the pandemic, I dominated it. COVID, I dominated it. It was nothing to me, so I don't really know about that. What was was your record year one on the Louisville football team? Well, I didn't – well, I I never got – I was on the practice team, so I never really got (laughs) to the game. So, I didn't lose the game. They're they're thirteen and zero on NCAA fourteen right now currently. Well, so that but. that is quite true. I've lost the game honestly in active athletic competition. I've never lost more than one game in a row. 
So I don't know what a losing streak is like. Right. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, different people handle things differently. Just because I'm handling the pandemic and just because I dominated and made COVID my B uh, doesn't mean that that's how everybody handles it and takes care of it. So People uh, got to stop making things so black and white in a world yeah. that is yeah. in it's, – it's a gray – it's gray area. The world is the gray area. And also – I think that, you know, another thing that bothers me with people, you know, turning on Malik this quickly is he has literally sacrificed his body for this university. I mean, he how many injuries has he gone with? You know, he's missed, you know, basically a full season last year, didn't have to come back, comes back anyway. You know, he's had, you know, injuries throughout his career and he's battled through them. And despite still being play, basically playing on one leg, he gives it his all. He might not necessarily have a playing style that a lot of people think is attractive, but He's still a guy that goes out there and gives 110 percent effort, and you—I mean, you can't. It's—it's just—it—it pisses me off. Put it that way. Like, am I disappointed in Malik as a leader? Sure, but I'm not going to sit here and hold that against him for his career. I mean, I think that that's no. He could have bailed on it so many times over the last five years. He could have left after Patino got fired. Absolutely, he didn't have to ever show up on campus. And I'm not going to say I'm disappointed in him as a leader because he's had one altercation. Well, I mean, in just just that and, sense, I'm disappointed well, in no, the no, altercation. No, 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 I know what you're saying, but like, if you knew how many people got kicked out of practice, like, let's go back to the uh, let's go back to the '05 through '08 teams. I'm not going to give out particular names, but there's one guy who got kicked out of practice every single week. Still started, still did his thing. And nobody ever questioned him as being, uh, you know, a, a good leader or not. It, it's just like I think it's unfortunate that it got to the the situation it was in. I think that above all, Pegues was just trying to make an, you know, he just got named the acting head coach, and I'm gonna pull a, uh, oh gosh, what was the movie? Lean on me. I'm gonna pull a Coach Clark and Coach and Carter. Car- was it Carter? No, Joe Clark, know. right? It might have been. This is Principal Clark. I, I don't. I think I'm right. Maybe I'm not. Uh, we need to get you a background so you don't blend into the wall there, Dalton. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you're not lying, man. Backgrounds aren't cheap, though. All right. Well, I mean, Higgy's got like three Whataburger backgrounds. So well, I would. I, I would love to have. I'd like to have a sir. This is a Wendy's background. We going need to across. get that. Look, get up, TJ. We can get that done for you. But oh, I'm 100 percent down. I will take up for Malik here because. Uh, having being a leader, I don't always, uh, I don't always make the the, the right decisions. But Nobody I think does. I think he's more of a victim of circumstance. Like if Mac not just quit his job, I don't think we hear anything about. Or conversely, if Pegues had been the head coach all year, I don't think. I just think it was he was the wrong person in the wrong place, and uh, that's where I'm gonna leave that. I think he's a fine young man, and I'm not just saying that because me and his mom have been talking. Uh, about the situation for the last, you know, week or so, I, I, I just right. he has never given me a any reason to think that he's one of these like one of these other kids that have just been a problem the entire time they've been here. I agree. I want to, you know, that's a perfect segue into <clears throat> talking about what we are wanting to see from this team, you know, maybe from a collective sense, maybe from an individual sense um, for the remainder of the season. Um, we'll talk about those. Um, wishes here in just a second. 
after we talk about our friends at Bill Bar. Look, it's that time of year that I've kind of pretty much given up on my New Year's resolutions, like probably 95% of the population, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Bill Bar. It's almost It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. And There's a new product they have called the Puffs. If you haven't tried them, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars. Puffs are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallow obviously. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All Built Bars, as a matter of fact, are covered in 100% real chocolate. They're low-calorie, high-protein, so you can replace your candy bars with these. They're better. They're healthier for you, and plain and simple, they taste better. So do yourself a favor. Um, go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. And you'll get 15% off your order. Once again, that's use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. It is Super Week brought to you by GetUpside, and there's no better place to get the coverage of the big game than the Locked On NFL podcast. Both Locked On Bengals and Locked On Rams are in L.A. all week covering the big game. Transitioning over into an overall aspect, or even maybe an individual, depending on what your wishes are. There aren't that many games left for the men's basketball team. The, pro, uh, the tournament is seemingly, you know, out of reach unless this team puts together a Cinderella run and wins the ACC tournament, but that is unlikely. Jeremy, all things considered, what are you looking forward to the most or hoping to see the most from this Louisville basketball team in the remainder of the season? Sorry, I was just talking to Asad Ali, you know, since I'm a name-dropping, ego-having person. Um, sorry, if y'all don't follow the regular podcast, I was accused of being a name dropper and having a huge ego. Um, can you uh, can you repeat the question there, sir? Yeah. Um, what are you hoping to see? From, We're not going to win another game, baby. <laughs> okay. Well, what are you hoping to see? That we don't lose another game. Um, oh, no, I really feel like as much – and, again, I get practice reports every day. So, if you all want – blowing sunshine up your rear end media guy to, to give you his bright and shiny opinion. You have tuned into the wrong show. Uh, most of those people don't have insight into practice every day. And that's not a shot. That is just a fact of life. Um, but it's not pretty. And the, the practice reports I get every day is this was the worst practice ever. Uh, oh my God. We had to practice for four, over four and a half hours tonight. Uh, this is horrible. I don't see anything changing. Maybe we beat Clemson. Uh, we probably get beat by 15 by Notre Dame tonight. And I hate to not have – but the, the, the reason why – let me just explain this. It's not because I don't have faith in the, the team as a whole. It's because I don't have faith in the team that is having the net, the par parts of the team, which you know I don't go by, go and say the whole names and stuff. I don't do the name thing, but there is a group of like four or five people that are just making practice miserable that are creating, you know, we talk about Jalen Weather, and I will say his name because this isn't in a negative way, uh, and how Jalen just looking, he's looking like he's confused. He's being affected by the, the shenanigans going on behind the scenes more than anybody. That's why he's not playing to his, his potential. It's because he's letting all these other kids like get on his, get in his head. And, uh, you know, a lot of kids are, are easily, they're, they're able to get in their head. So you, you've got a lot, lot of, uh, you've got probably, like I said, a group of four or five kids that are just wreaking havoc on the team as a whole. 
And uh, we got to get them up out of there because if we don't, here's exactly, this is a, this is a prediction. This is not a, a fact. But um, I have said on our show, our Sunday show, that there are kids that are going to transfer out of this program after this season. And a majority of them are the ones that are the, or, or won't play for us next year because they've used their eligibility up. Um, the, the bad, the, I don't want to say bad because it seems like I'm, I'm crapping on the kids. The, 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 the problem, the, the kids that are making problems for the good kids are all planning to move away. But the, the problem with that is, is some of the guys who are working hard and, and doing their best to make the best out of the situation, some of them are planning on leaving too now because things are just a crapshoot right now and you can't get anything under control. It's been so bad that we were even told that during uh, one of the practices this last week that like the walk-ons beat the starters in a game during practice. And if that doesn't show you, and that's not saying we, we don't have good walk-ons, but in no situation should the third team ever beat the first team. So mm-hmm. I just think, I think that it's a situation where I've never felt this way before, and I was a part of a team at Louisville that had T-Will and Andre McBlank. We don't say his name anymore on it. It caused him trouble all the time. And it was – yeah, exactly. And they still didn't have as much behind-the-scenes turmoil as this team does. I'm just not sure you can come back from it, even if – I think the North Carolina game was an anomaly. I think they got out there and saw, you know, maybe we really are good. That's the team I thought we had all year. Mm. But then they show back up the next game, filling themselves and get, you know, just jacking threes up every possession. And I hate that. We don't need to be we don't need to be shooting threes until we're down uh, 11, 12 points. We don't need to, you know, there there were a couple times we had a chance to get back in the game and we just shot ourselves out of the game. So. I don't have any faith going forward that we're going to win another game the rest of the season. Well, I I, I hate Sorry. the I hate the fact that I disagree, or not. I hate the fact that I don't disagree. I should say, um, you know, maybe the Clemson game really. It, the only things I kind of hope for is that this team, um, you know, certain individuals start to show out. I'd like to see L. Ellis and Sidney Curry finish on a good note. I'd like to see Rose Wheeler get more minutes down the stretch. I know he's been banged up with that concussion, um, but you know him playing six to eight minutes tonight, um, scheduled wise, I think that that's you know solid until you know in terms of you know getting him back acclimated. I'd like to see him finish the year out strong, and really, it's kind of all I got. So on that note, um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the good news. Football team returned two big guys from this past year's defense. Obviously, this the little defense has gotten um, gotten criticized a, a good amount um, at the end of the year, but they do return Yasir Abdullah, one of the best pass rushers in the ACC, and Kendrick Duncan Jr. made a surprise um, decision and decided to come back. We'll talk about what that means for the defense next season after we talk about our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online has had you covered this season with more props, odds and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs right to the big game here later this week. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. It has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates on current games. Don't wait. 
to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online is simply where the game starts. Final segment of the show with Cardinal Sports Zone co-founder and editor Jeremy Wallman. We're talking football. We're talking about Yasir Abdullah and Kendrick Duncan Jr. coming back for next season. Monty Montgomery is back. Kittrell Clark is back. They've got the stars of last year back, minus C.J. Avery and Quintario Cole. Um, bringing in Wesley McGriff, too, as the co-defensive coordinator. Look, and it seems like um, there, there was uh, going to be a shift to 4-3 defense instead of 3-4. How big of a respective advantage is it to get both of those guys back in the fold? I mean, anytime, especially in college football, you can return starters. It's a huge uh, benefit because you don't have to teach somebody who did who had limited minutes the year before uh, or just weren't as, as good how, how to do that job. And the place that they both – uh, the positions that they're both in on the field for the defense, it, it's it's huge to get them back. Uh, I think you can attribute that to uh, you mentioned uh, McGriff and them, just the high, the new hires that Louisville football has made over the last few months, uh, from Dion to Souders to McGriff to Taylor. Like they've all been phenomenal hires. You see those effects on the recruiting trail. You know, we hired all those guys. And then all of a sudden, Louisville football, just out of the ashes of the Phoenix, they rose and they just started getting four-star after four-star after fringe four-star, upper, th- you know, just the, the facts are the facts. And uh, not to go on a tangent about the recruiting, but, like, we, we asked Sat after the year, like, either change or leave. And he decided he wasn't going to leave. So he decided to make the changes we wanted, and, and 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 I'm pleased with that. But back to the initial question, I think it's huge. For the, those guys uh, are will be the quarterbacks of the defense next year. Uh, they'll be the leaders, and I, I expect great things from them. I saw someone comment um, under – I don't think it was under a post. I think it was just a random post. I, and I, I can't remember for the life of me who it was, but he, the person brought up a great point, and that was – it's great from a personnel standpoint, but this defense won't be able to take the next step forward until, you know, things are shifted in terms of how, you know, the team defends the pass. Is that, I mean, I, I feel like there, there's a lot of truth to that. I mean, I feel like you can have the greatest personnel, but sometimes it's, it's the scheme that kind of holds you back, which is kind of what we saw at times this season. Um, you know, gut feeling do you think that brian brown and wesley mcgriff make the changes of kind of going away from what didn't work last year i think wesley mcgriff uh makes the changes possible and necessary to to i mean you've already heard that we're going to switch our scheme up and i think that's that's big too um i'm not going to say because i was always raised if you don't have something nice to say about somebody don't say it at all so uh, for this entire offseason, I am banning myself from saying the words Brian Brown. That's the last time you'll hear those words come out of my mouth. Um, it, it, and it's not because I think he's a bad person because it's not. He he's is a not, good guy, a really good guy. He, yeah, he's just not done his job. Well. It's not translated well. In the, and I know at the end of the day, you can say, well, the players have to do what the coaches say. But at the end of the day, and we use this analogy with Matt, uh, Coach Mack and the players, if you're not connecting with the players and they're not they're not understanding what you're wanting them to do, then that falls on you. And he's mm-hmm. he has just there's been something that's not clicked. So hopefully Coach McGriff will be able to teach him 
not, and I'm not trying to be insulting to, to the, the guy, I'm not saying his name anymore, but uh, there, there was some sort of disconnect. So hopefully Coach McGriff can uh, bridge that disconnect, fix it, and I, I can shout the other guy's name in positive ways this entire upcoming season. Yeah, I, I think there it's great and all to have these guys back. Truly, this whole offseason, my mantra is wait and see because I think that I bought I bought in a lot to, to what the coaches were saying last year. Granted, they were a couple of plays away from being 9-3, and three, but um, you are judged by your wins and your losses, so you can play the shoulda, coulda, woulda game all you'd like. But I, I'm kind of in wait oh, and no, see. We were, there's no, there's, without a shadow of a doubt, we were oversold last year in the preseason. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I get it. A lot of it, you know, is is you know, coach speak and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I'm willing to you know hold off on any judgment until we see the product that's on the field. Hopefully, um, yeah, I mean, hopefully we 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 you know add more depth with you know Scott Satterfield saying you know we're not done yet in terms of adding guys after tweeting out that they were done. <laughs> we, we are done adding guys. We're not done adding guys. I like that. I definitely I like I like how he went about that. But um, I, I'm willing to give him and an, you know this off season to figure things out as you know the rest of the fan base should be. The recruiting aspect seems like people are miraculously back on the sat train. Um, you and I have always been kind of you know let's see you know what happens in year four. Um, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But put it this way, I'd rather have Yasir and Kendrick back rather than not have them at all. I think, you know, no one's refuting that point. I think we're just in a mindset of, yes, it's great to have the personnel back. I want to see how Brian Brown and Wesley McGriff are able to, you know, corroborate together in terms of the defensive play calling and the schemes and stuff like that. Or collaborate together. Yeah, collaborate. I I say corroborate. Wow. Look at me. You know what? It's late. I mean, it's early in the morning. It's perspective. Depends on how you look at it. Collaborate and collaborate. I think it'll be fun. Tomato, Uh, tomato. But um, look, Jeremy. Always, it's a pleasure having you on and spreading your wisdom. Do me a favor. Obviously, your social media is plugged in at the bottom. Plug us into the Cardinal Sports Zone social media and give us any last final thoughts you have for the fan base. Yeah, this always gets me because it's it's yeah. It it, it go it goes the other way. Oh, I did I did it right. You got it right. Yeah. Hey, let's collaborate <laughs> real quick. Uh, obviously, my my social media is right there. That's what it is on all the social media avenues. Um, the website's at Card Sport Zone. Um, to, tune in, man. We're doing record numbers. We have never had a last five weeks. Uh, well, we've never had one. We, we've had probably three of our most listened to weeks of all time uh, just since, uh, I want to say since, the basketball, uh, you know, the behind-the-scenes stuff with the basketball stuff come out, and then people have not – they tuned in, loved what they heard. The ones – I mean, we we have pretty loyal listeners, but the ones that have never listened before, they are staying. Uh, we are retaining them, some of them, so we appreciate that. Uh, join them, listen to the show every week. Uh, we got good stuff. Got some, uh, you know – we have we we've, we've been right on top of everything going on in the basketball uh, world, and I mean, there's not really been much to be on top of in the football world. But yeah, tune into the show. We have some good laughs at uh, Sean and Higgy's expense. We drop a lot of great knowledge, and uh, we have scoops, man. I haven't been around the game as long as I have, just to give y'all like spoonfuls. I give y'all the whole dang scoop. 
for free. As long as you get rid of your ego, we'd be fine. I know, man. That's, we got to do something about that. That sucks. Yeah. At first, well. I thought the guy said I had a big ego, and I looked in the fridge, and I only had like two of the mini ones, so I knew I didn't have big egos. But <laughs> Lego, my ego? Like I would if I could. <laughs> but um, the, the future one said, you do what you want when you're popping. Oh, so, absolutely. But no, just so, listen uh, to the show. That's the only thing I'm plugging this week. The show, the show, cardinalsportszone.com, uh, the show. It's on all my, the my, fi- my final thoughts, just I, I feel like I need to take a page out of the same basement playbook. Relax. Yeah. You know, I, I think that everyone is – I've never seen the fan base just so – you know, discombobulated and, you know, the rift between this fan base. And it's, it's saddening to see because we've already got too many enemies outside the university. You know, there, there's no reason to create an intra-program, you know, intra-fan base, you know, turmoil and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I just say do what you want, man. Realize that people can, you know, have different opinions and that doesn't make them the worst person in the world. That doesn't, you know, mean that they're any less of a human being that you are just because somebody wants Brad Stevens as the head coach and another person wants John Wooden as the head coach. I mean, <laughs> it, it's it's all based upon opinions and stuff like that. But that's going to wrap up this Wednesday edition of the show. Everyone have a great day. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Go